Good morning, 738 News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. And uh, just a quick note on the path of Hurricane Nicole that came ashore this morning. Uh, it's going to move across the state, right? And it's going to go out the west side of the state, uh, north of Tampa. And then it's going to bend and come back over Florida and then go up into Georgia and South Carolina. However, the curvature of that path has changed since some of the projections of yesterday. It was a dramatic bend back, like right into the armpit, basically. That's what I'm calling it now, the armpit. I'm going to go with it. Uh, Somebody suggested that as the name for the crook in the Florida. Anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Um, (laughs) Candy says you've been there. Um, It it is now more of a gentle bend, so it's going to basically go up right east of Tallahassee and go up through the center of Georgia instead of towards the coast uh, and towards the South Carolina coast. So um, it's still not going to affect us. At least we don't expect it. Maybe a little bit of rain or something like that. But just so you know, the bend has been slightly more in our direction, just not likely to affect us still. 739 here on News Radio 92.3. But as I always say, you should always be prepared. You should always be prepared. You should always <laughs> be prepared. Mike Wood is a public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Mike, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Andrew, good morning, Candy. Candy is back there, right? Candy right. is there. Hey. She is absolutely good there. Good morning, Mike. Uh, so we had a couple good of things. Good morning. We had a couple of things happen uh, over the last week or so. One was you got this guy arrested uh, who was the Wells Fargo bank robbery suspect. Is that right? But not here. No, no. His his run from the law came to an end in the southernmost point of the state in Key West. He was apprehended down there, so uh, that case is closed. You think maybe he didn't know he couldn't keep driving at that point? Well, I think that's where, the, yeah, the bridges and the roads ran out, and uh, the police were there waiting on him, and, and yeah, that was the end of that. <laughs> so, and he, we're waiting for him to be extradited back, so that's, you know, good news, obviously, that that got resolved. Uh, meanwhile, you had a really concerning case um, on Bonway, I think, involving, an, uh, what, attempted homicide? Is that what this was? Yeah, it was actually a very sad case. This uh, lady is 86 years old. She has dementia. She's not able to care for herself, and there's a um, a caregiver that looks in on her on a daily basis, or actually a team of them, and uh, her son lives with her. And um, the caregivers were noticing some bruising on her that in the mornings that was not there the night before, and uh, one of them decided to um, come back to the house after hours to maybe see what's going on and why that bruising is taking place. And um, so she parked her car down the road and walked back up to the house. Um, And when she got into the yard, she heard some yelling going on in the house. Uh, She heard a male voice yelling, and then she looked in a window, and she saw the son uh, take a pillow and strike his mother several times in the head and then took that pillow and attempted to suffocate her. Oh, God. And then what? I mean, mean, what'd she do? Well, they... Well, she immediately got on the phone, called 911. Our officers got there quickly and were able to uh, to take him into custody. And uh, she was fortunately not injured. And, uh, you know, from the video that I saw, it's a, it's a miracle. And, and there's no doubt that this, this uh, health care worker saved this lady's life. Wow. I mean, that's so it, it just I'm, I'm thinking about how long a person can survive without oxygen. And for her to get on the phone and for you to have deputy or you to have officers on the scene that quickly to make a difference. I mean, this is bust down the door stuff, right? 
Well, they they were able to get in with a key that the healthcare worker had. She's able to come and go, and that's, okay. that's okay. sometimes that's the situation they have. They're able they're able to do that and come and go as they please to be able to take care of the patient. Wow. Well, I mean, thank God, but ah, oh, how hor- how how lucky. I mean, to be able to just to be there to see it happening as like that timing is, oh my goodness, what else could have happened, right? All right, well, I'm just um, that's hair raising. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad case, definitely. It really yeah. is. Um, hey, I have a. I, this is a question on any, anything else that's, ha- that's happened in the last week that we don't already know about. No, sir. Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> um, you did have an incident uh, where you were on the bridge doing your your extra duty. You uh, had your car with the lights on. You had a couple of lanes closed because of traffic, and um, somebody came up and asked you kind of an interesting question this morning. Is that right? Well, I got to tell you, you know, I had to, I didn't know whether I needed to check the weather reports and I'm out of the loop. Usually I'm not because it's my job to know what's going on. But uh, yeah, she wanted to know what time we were going to close the bridge because she needed to get back over into onto Pensacola Beach from Pensacola. And I was just, I was kind of dumbfounded and, and told her that we weren't closing the bridge. We were just, we we're here for a construction crew. And she said, but the bridges in Florida, I understand, closed during the hurricane, and the hurricane's supposed to hit between midnight and 4 or 5 a.m. I forget what she said, but oh. um, it was at that point It was at that point that I knew that I was either, I don't know if I was being punked or if she actually didn't know what was going on and thought that if part of Florida gets hit by a hurricane, all of Florida gets hit by a hurricane. So um, I had to keep my straight face on and remain professional and help her out with the information best I could. Did wow. you give was her- it a member of my family? Because that's what they think of Florida. <laughs> did, did you give her a geography lesson? I mean, did you open up your left hand to be like, this is the storm, this is us? And you, Did you do any of that? Yeah, I did. I, I explained to her that we're in good shape, that uh, that I was listening to Alan Strum, and he said that we might get a little bit of rain out of it, and that's mm-hmm. it, but no bridge is going to be closed, and nothing's being canceled, and everything is okay here in western in the westernmost point of Florida. Okay, um, I, I know that the geography is too much to expect of people. I have relatives the same thing. You know, something happens in Miami, they're like, are you okay? Yeah, we're fine. Um, but she <laughs> thought the hurricane was coming here, it was so dangerous that they were going to close Three Mile Bridge, and her first thought was, "But I got to be able to get back to the beach." That that was where she was at. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know. I, again, I'm scratching my head. I think <laughs> that she thought that maybe all Florida bridges have to be closed. Okay, by law. Um, at right. the same time, well, I don't I don't really know. I didn't I didn't. I was I was too busy trying to maintain professionalism. I didn't get into it too deep, um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm not real sure what was going oh, man, on there. I'm, there's a reason that you are on patrol and not me, because <laughs> I know I know <laughs> I know how I would have reacted. What time does the bridge close? I'm sorry, ma'am, but the bridge is already closed due to the mandatory evacuation, and you're going to be <laughs> in violation. Or you know, you you're no, you're fine, you're fine. We're not going to close the bridge until after the eclipse is over. You know, that would have been the kind of answer I would have given. <laughs> but you know, you're you, I appreciate that you're not me, um, and I'm sure she does as well. Uh, one question that I just had for you because it's not like a cop myth question but it's just one that occurred to me um do do officers pick their own sidearm you know we used to call it a service revolver now everybody uses semi-automatics but do officers pick their own is it given to them is it you know can they opt for a different model if they don't like a glock i mean what i just don't know how all that works no it's issued by the department they're all exactly the same now some officers might have a different type of um, off-duty weapon or, or backup weapon, but generally they're all the same. Um, you want to be able to um, 
change switch out the magazines if you if you need to, especially with a backup weapon. So um, yeah, all of the all the weapons that we have, the sidearms that we have, are exactly alike. Okay, so it's interchangeable. It is department issued, and uh, that's in order to create standardization. That that makes perfect sense. But I didn't, you know, as I said, I didn't know the answer. So that's why I like to ask. We're talking to Mike Wood, the uh, public information officer for PPD. Uh, hang on for just a second, Mike. I got one more question. We always like to end with the cop myth. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Candy Calder has traffic on the fives and watching a few accidents. Uh, Davis and Olive showing an accident. Langley and Chablis Lane. This is between the airport and Hitzman Optimus Park. And then it looks like 110 showing uh, an accident also uh, this morning, but it doesn't look like a roadblock. Certainly use caution wherever you are. That is uh, I-110 at northbound uh, near the interchange there. Uh, if you see something, let us know. You can text us at 437-1620. Candy Colors and News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Oh, I did get a funny text in here. Somebody says that uh, uh, I described how Michigan, uh, Michiganders, I'm, I was born in Michigan, uh, point to explain how they are with the left hand, you know, <laughs> and I did the same thing for oh. Florida, but yeah. upside down, you know, you got to do upside down. Uh, that's funny. What part of the hand you from? It's exactly right. Um, all right. Back to Mike Wood, public information officer for PPD. Uh, Mike, I always like to end with a cop myth of some kind. You got one for us this week? Yeah, it's about traffic crashes, how the myth is that the police decide who's at fault and who's not. And part of that's true and part of it is not. Uh, the officer is going to get on scene and based on the evidence that he or she sees and witness statements and sometimes uh, video surveillance, uh, we put that report together based on that information. And then sometimes the insurance companies will ultimately decide uh, who's at fault and, and who, uh, you know, if they're going to pay for their client's claim or both both claims. So it's not, you know, it's not always it, it's not the officer that decides. Um, and, and that's, that's a big myth that, you know, they, especially when officers trying to work the crash, please don't say that I'm at fault. You know, we're not going to do that. We're just going to put down the facts as we see them. And, and you guys, the only thing that you would be involved in deciding fault of a sort would be if you think there's been a crime committed, in which case, you know, then there'd be an arrest. But even there, that might be pending an investigation and a subsequent warrant and arrest, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like with a, a hit and run on a parking lot, you know, if you bump into a car, um, that, that's no big deal. The, the damage is usually minimal. Um, you know, just if, if the person's not there, you can wait on them or, or write or leave a note. But if you leave the scene, that becomes a crime. And uh, that's that's when things get accelerated real quickly. A lot of people just panic and leave or uh, they leave a note, but it's with fake information on it. So nobody calls the police. But, um, you know, a lot of these parking lots have great cameras. We've got an investigator, Officer Brad Budden, that's very good at his job that goes back and traces or gets all this information and is able to uh, make arrests on these things a lot of times. So. Uh, yeah, if you bump into somebody, do the right thing, stay, leave a note with real information, because if you don't, it becomes a crime and things can get out of hand and very nasty quickly. Oh, that, that's really interesting. I mean, it makes sense if you do a significant amount of damage, but, you know, um, I know people <clears throat> who might bump into a car and not do any damage and don't leave a note. Is that allowed if you don't do damage? Uh, I, I think I probably know who you're talking about there. And I would, again, I would uh, I would hang around and, and and do the right thing. Okay, so so your recommendation is if you want to be sure that you're safe in a legal sense, even if you don't think you've done damage, uh, leave a note that has your correct information, and that's satisfactory. You don't have to just wait there for them. Is that right? 
that's right. That's right. And most of the time, the person is, you know, just glad to get the note. They'll look down. They won't see any damage, and and everything is good. But, um, yeah, that's and do, just do the right thing, and and don't get you know something so simple turn into a crime like that. It's just really, really needless. All right. So leaving the scene of an accident, bump and run. That's hit and run. That's you might not think of it that way. That's that's a really important note for people. I bet they didn't know. So, all right. Thanks so much for uh, clarifying that. I appreciate it, Mike Wood. He is a public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Also, Walmart has great cameras. Uh, be aware of that. Mike, thanks so much for the time, sir. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you.